Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, this is Jennifer. Thanks for stopping in to this episode all about data collection. Nope, it's not a repeat episode. I know I've talked about it in the past, and I can promise you I'll be talking about it again in future episodes. If you're interested, episode number two was all about digital and paper-based data tracking, and episode five was about anecdotal notes and how to make them more efficient. So for this episode, I want to talk about a more holistic approach to data tracking and why it was so helpful to me. I want to talk about using basic skills checklists in addition to any progress monitoring that we're doing with our students. No, I am not trying to add one more thing to your plate. I'll explain why I think it's so helpful and how you can fit it all in. Let's start with some background information. For the majority of my career, I worked with very young students. In fact, I may have been the first educator to implement a newly developed IEP, or throughout the school year, I was working with students and their families, and it culminated in an initial IEP. So I was often looking at students from a very holistic approach, collecting baseline data that may or may not be where we were going to develop goals and objectives. As I sat through so many of these meetings, I realized that we were acting as detectives. We were learning about students' strengths and areas of concern that went well past the educational assessment. We wanted to know what was going well, what could we tease out that isn't impacting the student, or what was impacting the student. And that's why I started using basic skills checklists. I wanted to learn more about my students beyond those early academics like math and literacy. I wanted to learn more about their school readiness skills, their social skills, their play skills, um, life skills. Do they have coping strategies? I wanted to get that holistic picture because often I found that when I was sitting in these meetings, it really sped up the process. Have you ever sat in a meeting where there was a question that we didn't know about? So we decided to go on a fact-finding mission. We're going to learn more about this and come back to the table. I've sat in meetings like that and I knew there was some concern and I wanted to provide that information so that we could keep moving forward. I also used the information I gathered from the skills checklists in the opposite way. If I sensed a potential slowdown in the process or a stopper, I could provide this data and say, no, this is not an area of concern. Uh, Here's the results from this quick skills checklist, and here is how the student did. That way we can stay focused on our concerns and not slow down the process, and we can get our student the help they need sooner. 
Now, how can we use these basic skills checklists when you as a special educator are already so busy collecting data on a regular basis? Well, here are some tips on how you can use the checklists as an informal assessment tool. Number one is definitely to monitor progress. I have a set of 42 checklists and about half of them are academic and they follow a continuum. So you could grab math, early math skills or phonemic awareness, phonics, and so on. And you can see how these skills follow a continuum. You can use one skill checklist with an individual student to monitor progress, or you could take these to the small group table, pick and choose to check for understanding. I recommend making a binder of all of the different checklists in one place and keeping that at your small group table. Another way you can use these checklists is to collect baseline data. New student, no problem. You can use any of these basic skills checklists to collect some baseline data and learn more about your students' skills. And they don't have to be at the beginning of the school year, they can be used anytime. This is what I was referring to when I was talking about meetings. I wanted to provide that background information as we were having these active conversations. I definitely didn't wanna be in that, I wonder if it's, dot, dot, dot. I didn't want that to happen in the meeting because that can slow things down. I wanted to be able to say, yeah, we need to learn more about that because when I did this basic skills checklist, I had more questions than answers. Or you can say, no, I don't think that's the area we should be looking in because of this data that I've collected. So these would be great to collect that baseline data anytime throughout the year. These checklists also could serve as an additional assessment. Maybe a student is participating in an assessment in the general education curriculum, but you're not sure if that data was really accurate because maybe it was the setting the student was in. You could pull a checklist that is aligned and gather more information on how that student is doing. You can also use these checklists as communication tools when you're talking with other educators and caregivers. You can refer to those charts during an informal conference or you could send them home. The skills checklists have a continuum so you can say, okay, this is where we're at, this is where we've been, and here's where we're going next. This last tip is a bonus tip because it goes beyond data collection. So far, we've been talking about gathering more information and developing a holistic picture of how our students are doing, and hopefully saving time in the long run. But this last tip is just for you, special educators, especially if you're sitting down to write IEP goals or more specifically, objectives. You can use these checklists that show skills written out on a continuum, and you can use these different benchmarks to develop objectives that are closely aligned. So this is a huge time saver. I hope this podcast gave you some ideas on how you can use these basic skills checklists. These are teacher friendly. You can use them with individual students. You can use them as a communication tool or a reference tool when you're developing new goals. So I invite you to check out the show notes. There's a link to give you more information and details, but you also can see what these checklists look like. Maybe these are things that you already have that come with your school curriculum, or maybe they're things that you can add that's going to help save you that time. I can't wait to hear what you think, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Special Educators Resource Room. 
Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.